upsets, red cards, and awful refereeing, Prime Barclays. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. You're right. Yes, all good. All good. Just uh, for those listening, with it's pouring down rain. Or it was pouring down rain, and so the sound might be a bit strange. We're not sure. We tested it out. It seems absolutely fine. So yeah, we'll carry on. But yeah, yeah if there's any a bit issues, tinny at first. Mm. But, but yeah, if there's any issues, then we apologise. Yeah, hopefully it does, the rain stays off. And mm. and Sounds good at the minute. So yeah, we'll carry on. Anyway, how are you, mate? You good? Yes, all good. I had a lovely weekend. Nice. Talking yeah, of rain. Absolutely soaking weekend. Mm. I saw it. Well, I didn't know. And then, yeah, watched the highlights of Everton. Saw it absolutely chucking down. And having watching the highlights on my phone or much match of the day and thinking, Bour- Arsenal, Bournemouth in the sun, <laughs> Spurs. Everyone was in t-shirts yeah, it was hot, yeah, and what? It was yeah, mild. Did you wear shorts today? Yeah, shorts. <laughs> shorts every day, mate. No, it was it was hideous weather. Yeah, it did look weather. great. Um, for those that don't know, I spent the weekend up in Merseyside watching Everton versus Luton that we will we will touch on. Mm. We'll start with the teaser, go on to Everton versus Luton, on to the main event, that the game that was at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that Jack attended, Spurs versus Liverpool, and all the, uh, the controversy that went on. <laughs> um, and then our usual <coughs> closing on the Team of the Week, winner-loser uh, prediction and and all the other good stuff that we mm-hmm. do in the podcast. Right, shall we start with the teaser? Yeah. And as I visited Merseyside this weekend, I've chosen a teaser relatable to both teams. Rafa Benitez has managed both Liverpool and Everton. But who does he manage now? Oh, God. I'll come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no idea. I found out last week that he had a new team and I was like, what? I didn't, yeah, I would would have said he's not in management, but yeah, (laughs) come back to that. (laughs) Get your brain ticking. Yeah. So, let's start at Goodison Park. First time at Goodison. you ever been? No, I haven't. No, I want to go. I'd like to go this year. Like, similar to you, way one of the main reasons you went that, yeah, they're knocking it down, aren't they? Building a new stadium they, and on current form, they could get relegated. So, yeah, yeah I'd so like to go this season. Yeah, we arrived on the Friday night, had a few beers, and then Saturday morning down the calf. Uh, nice breakfast. And then we had a nice wander. So, the new ground is by the docks which is walkable from the town centre. Mm. So we walked down there, see the new ground, which is looking good. You're quite a fan of the construction. Yeah, no, <laughs> especially that ground. It's, it is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to see all the materials and you see what's my way of work. So I see that stuff yeah. and you can see how they work and see where bats they are in the project and whatnot. But no, I find that stuff really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was chatting to the gateman about yeah, it. Yeah, like, who's this southern freak? Like, what are you doing? I was asking about deliveries he gets and things like that and, <laughs> and whatnot, but... Is no, that, it's, it's not nothing to do with your company though, is it? No, 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 no. But no, really interesting, and that will be really good for them to to get in there. I think because mm. speaking to an Everton fan, I know, and other people around the ground, it's it's sad that it's going, but it's time. It's sort of yeah. a new era they need to go on, and it's not like it's an Anfield that they can redevelop and make yeah. bigger and better. That ground is. It's had its day. It's done. It's its one day. Of, I think is the oldest or one of the oldest, one of the isn't oldest. it? Definitely in the league, if not the one of the one of the oldest in the country. But yeah, some of the photos you put up and the wooden seats and yeah, majority of the stands are wooden seats or even wooden stands. I'm not sure. Yeah, it reminds me of my dad was saying. It reminds him of uh, like a Carra Road, but bigger. Mm. Like it's it is old. It's dated. Mm. But that's there's character in that. You can see mm. why teams like Arsenal, for example, have struggled there over the years. Especially when it's wet and cold, and mm. and when they're good, like they are. I mean, their fans probably know more than most, but they're used to seeing a side that are battling top eight and creeping into top five, and a good side against it. When it, and when a big team comes to them, they mm. they are well up for it. And it's it's normally a really really difficult game, but and the atmosphere is normally good there, like you said, mm. and it's so close to the pitch, mm. it's a joke, and it's so close to the pit from the pitch to the main road outside the stadium is like. It's like 50 metres, mm. if that. It's so close. Yeah, near. with everything in between that as well, like you said. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but walking around, there was obviously good atmosphere around the ground with the, the pubs and that was a... It's, that's a proper football culture mm. and it would be a shame to lose that when they go down the mm. down the docks, but I think it needs modernisation. Yeah. One weird thing I found, though, outside, because we got there so early, we always do, was all the Everton players turned up on their own. Really? 
Yeah. No well, coach. Own cars or cabs Own cars, or yeah. Own cars. All turned up in their flash cars, walked in. And I just thought that was a bit odd considering. Mm. And I'll get on to this point what I'm making. And I think that's sort of fed into the culture there at the moment. It's, mm. That club is broken. Yeah. Absolutely messed. broken. Yeah. That's, you, I mean, you obviously might know. Was it who's the lad, do you know, that's Neverton? Uh, so it's Grace's brother-in-law. Yeah, and yeah, obviously you speak to him here. and through him, but maybe you spoke to some people there. But yeah, what are they just totally despondent with it all? Or is it the, do they want the players? Is it the players? Is it the manager? Is it a mix of the owners? Dice, they're sorts? a bit like meh. Mm. Like he's he'll probably keep us up, but, but we're not doing any better. But yeah, what what's the point of mm. keeping up if we're just going to stay seventeenth for the whole season? Mm. That for the rest of it, what what do we want? Do mm. we need to go down to go up again? Yeah. Do we need that refresh like some teams have done? Mm. But ultimately, they, they obviously don't want to go down, so it's yeah, like ultimately the money they have basically. is yeah, they can't go down. <clears throat> their their biggest grip is with the owners and the new the new prospective owners. The seven 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 were there, and they wouldn't have made much of that. No, imagine watching that bloody. Hell. I mean, I don't think there. There's loads of question marks on them isn't there. I think with the clubs and yeah, uh, clubs sort of sports they own already, there. I don't the think range, a lot of them are not, that that fond of them. Yeah, they're not thriving teams no. or anything like that so it's a it's an odd one I think Liver, uh, Everton are struggling with mistakes they've made in the past mm. coming back to haunt them now like financial fair play is kicking them and you think how oh, they haven't spent all that money but they spent they don't make any money that's mm. the issue I was trying to work out how do they get the reno- where do they get their interview from apart mm. from TV deals and match days mm. Everton are a big club in terms of like England and yeah, tradition you know, like they tradition, are one, yeah, historically. But outside of Everton, who yeah. the hell supports them? Well, you, even outside all, even in Liverpool, most, the biggest yeah. team in Liverpool is Liverpool, so yeah. they're already and yeah, the the world and most people, yes, um, most people are in England are fully aware of Everton, but yeah, if you think of Liverpool, Merseyside, you think of the red side, and you think mm. of Liverpool, yeah, not Everton, but yeah, it'd be it'll be a huge moment if they went down I think if they get relegated because they, they've bought players in the past for big money and they just none of them have worked I'm mm. talking Sigurdsson was okay there Awobi was crap mm. Mike, Michael Keane awful uh, Pickford's the jury's out whether he's been he's, he's a good mm. goalkeeper but come on he, may, he does make a good he does make a fair few mistakes for Liverpool uh, for Everton sorry mm. even Mikalenko I think was 20 mil he's a terrible Rubbish, player yeah. they're just they're not, they're starting lineup, which is nothing. They're just Ashley Young, thirty-eight-year-old <coughs> left back, right yeah. back, playing there. The he, he, Villa didn't want him, so he goes there on a free. Mm. They've signed Jack Harrison on a loan. He came on didn't M- it, the weekend. Neil from relegated team. They're signing these relegated teams, yeah. and all of the it's going to eventually accumulate to them yeah. being relegated. I think at some stage because they just look so despondent. Yeah, they had Calvert Lewin, didn't they, for better up front? Mm. It was only Calvert Lewin's second league start. And Luton, I think, had Pelly Ruddock in for Lukonga, who's out for a while. Um, but apart from that, it was all, all very similar. But yeah, like you said, the even the Calvert-Lewin thing, that he was the one person that everyone thought, right, even Everton fans like, right, get him in a team, we're, we're good to go. But I think even of late, he's he's struggled, hasn't he? Yeah, and he has scored a couple of goals in the last one. There's been two encouraging away wins in the last five mm. days for Everton, which suggested they may have turned a corner, but they immediately reverted to type back at Goodison and I think that's an issue they don't like playing at Goodison mm. they've played there three times prior to Saturday and lost both all three 1-0 was it hostile or like were they it on top the of end. them or it wasn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, but as a fan you, the players we'd say to Spurs but yes we'll support you get behind you but the players have got to show you something to support and get behind and you can sing and shout and support them for 20-30 minutes but if they're not showing nothing on the pitch then it turns, doesn't it? And I can imagine it at Everton it's even worse than most. Yeah, so Everton started okay. Um, McNeil had a chance. Um, there was a header over from, I think it might have been Decore. Mm. And then I said to my dad, 10 minutes gone, 20 minutes gone. Luton are thinking, this is exactly our game plan. Mm. Keep it nil-nil and you never know a set piece. And Everton got a corner. Out of absolute, no, Luton, sorry, got a corner from absolutely nothing. The goalkeeper, one long kick down the field mm. too long it was but um, Tarkovsky went for the header missed time the header and he headed it out for a corner <laughs> like it was just oh, and because of the rain it bounced and it went yeah. out and it skidded away yeah. and it was um, it was Alfie Alfie Doherty or Do- Doherty yeah, Do- Doherty will go with um, was the player putting in the set pieces the first one came in 
and it was the goal scorer straight away. What was his name? Lockyer. Uh, Lockyer had the header over the bar. Mm. Chance. Mm. Yeah, the ooze in, yeah. the, in the Luton yeah, end. Yeah. Second one comes in, and it was Morris this time, header, and it just went over again. Mm. And then about five minutes later, the third one came in, and he thought, here we go. Comes in, another great left-footed ball, mm. and uh, Lockyer heads it, straight his crossbar, and comes mm. down. And you see, the, this is the... the, de- the, t- t- the Determination. <laughs> 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 Ashley Young doesn't want to be. He's he just there for a paycheck. Mm. He's on the line, and it's a 50 50 who can get to the ball first. And Lockie has absolutely yeah. wiped him, Clip, put him in the back of the net yeah. and the ball. Which is a tackle, a block tackle. Yeah, scored the, the goal. Yeah. Yeah, it was 1 0. And he's yeah. got a knee slide right in front of the other <laughs> fans, about 10 yards in front of me. And you can hear him shouting, and yeah, it's, that's, yeah. the, that's the classic atmosphere that yeah. you'll miss at the new stadiums. You can't hear all that stuff, but it was quality to see. And a great. That's a Luton Town goal, isn't it? Yeah. Just a relegation scrap. Like, yeah. Get your small margins from somewhere. Yeah. And a Daesh team. That's should, what they should be yeah, doing. That's what, they they're, doing. Oh, that's what Burnley were about, weren't they? And you think Daesh is going to be livid mm. for all the, all the ways to, to concede the goal like that. Yeah. Like a set piece. Do you open the, the Sean Daesh handbook? Mm. Set pieces, number mm. one. It is, isn't it? And, and it yeah, defensively and offensively. That's, yeah. Because well, he bases it off, isn't he? Just terrible. Mm. And it was about... Felt, was it? I've got it. Seven minutes later, gave away another sloppy free kick. Mm. Um, same bloke, uh, Doty put the ball in. This was an absolute finish, training ground routine. Again, yeah. Yeah. Training yeah. ground routine mm. where Mikolenko has been blocked off by the by the by the attacker. Mm. Morris come around the corner. What a finish! Mm. Bang volley, two 0 and Goodison's like the booze come really? out because then you're, cause out. you're half an hour in mm. and you're thinking, what the hell? Two <laughs> 0 down to Luton. Yeah, oh, they were five to one to win that. Really, beginning of the game, five to one. Five to one. I saw loads of things for about Everton fans basically saying that if we lose this, I'm done. Like I'm in, <laughs> lots of jokes, but I'm ending my life and all sorts. Yeah, but it was, but it was that sort a, of joke. Yeah, it was the they were terrible, mate. And on. Luton, everyone said Luton at home easiest three yeah, points of the be, season. Yeah. It has to be. It has yeah. to be the biggest home banker mm. of all time. But what they just started horrifically. Mm. And it was, Luton, I thought, fair play to them. They've come out the traps well, they've defended well, and then they've thought, we're Give in this. Go, yeah. They're ever yeah. in a crap. And that's what they've thought. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I'll skip ahead a bit, but Luton have beat, last two games, Drew, Drew of Wolves, a team that are going to be in and around them, a good result. And then they've gone to Everton and won as well. Again, a team that, a, dur- a direct relegation rival, and they're going to be up against each other. So, Yes, Luton, Luton, the results have been bad. They've lost a few games. But when you look at the sides they've been playing, then suddenly they've played Wolves and Everton and got four points. You, uh, yes, you don't want to keep, they don't want to keep losing, but ultimately that, that's, an, that's really not too yeah. bad for them. With a game in hand against Burnley tomorrow mm. night. Like. And yeah, again, you, they've, got, they've got Burnley tomorrow, like you said. That, so Wolves, Everton, Burnley, three direct rivals, and they've got four points so far. They don't lose tomorrow. That's three games they'll be absolutely buzzing with. It won't be funny. If they win that tomorrow, they've got seven points and they'll be like four points off yeah. Derby's record. And, every, yeah, and everyone <laughs> will be like, oh, they're actually all right. Well, well, yeah. yeah, well, there you go. They're, they're, the sides that they need to beat and get results, that's that's obviously what they're targeting. And it's unfortunate for them because they lost to Chelsea in other relegation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're probably gutted about Chelsea result. But, but they'd be frustrated though, Luton, going into <laughs> half-time, about five minutes before they could see the really sloppy goal to Cavaloon. I couldn't really see it from where mm, I was sitting. It looked like a bit of a mess. It was just bundled in. Bundled in mm. and then... No one... Because there was an injury in the edge of the box. No one knew it'd be given. Mm. The ref didn't know what he ought to do. And it was it was a bit of a... What the hell's going on? Mm. The scoreboard didn't change. The ref sort of just stood there. And then the VIR review came up for offside. We thought, offside? Look like an offside. Look mm. like a foul. Because there was a, two players mm. on the floor. But one minute passed, two minutes passed, three, four minutes, and you could hear the boos and the whistles. Well, they weren't. The ref wasn't they even by the screen. Or no, it was, was off site, and then eventually the ref blew his whistle. Goal. Goal. Yeah. No one knew what the hell mm. was going on. They don't show the replays on the screen for either teams. But right. I don't know why teams do that. Clubs no. do that. They play that. They, they do it after when they play made, the whole game on the screen, mm. but don't show replays. Mm. What? <laughs> Those that don't show replays at half time or anything, which is another. Issue I get into. <laughs> so, yeah, two one half time, mm. and I was thinking oh, Everton are going to come out the blocks firing. Was it sorry at half time when it blew the half time whistle? Was it booze yeah, or was yeah. it more of a come on lads two one booze? They were booed all game. <laughs> Imagine though, like I know they yeah, it, they're and in a terrible state and the players are 
having a stinker and a mandarin, all the rest of it. But if you're a player and you'll get, you just score to make it 2-1 and you're yeah. getting booed. like Rightly so, booze. Yeah, yeah, no, they're all full so, out having a stinker. I don't know how Spurs do their tickets. Arsenal do their tickets in grades A, B and C. Mm. Spurs is like category A price, yeah. B price. And if you play Luton at home, it's going to be cheap, yeah. 30 quid. Every single game for Everton is £55. Really? <laughs> every game. So you had to pay that? Yeah. Wherever you sit, every seat is 55 quid. So these paying fans have paid 55 quid to mm. go watch that crap. Mm. I mean, I enjoyed it as a neutral. I yeah. was like, this is the good game. I was gutted yeah. that Cavaloon's goal stood because I thought, <laughs> 2 0 attacking this yeah. end is going to be yeah. good. But I had it in my head that they're going to win 3 2 and mm. Everton are going to just bombard this thing and it's going to be a really entertaining thing. I was wrong. <laughs> Just um, awful, they eh? Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Because <laughs> well, I was told before the game that apparently the signal around the ground is terrible. And mm. I thought, oh, I've heard that before. All mm, grounds are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is awful. <laughs> so I text Griff at like, I got the I got on the ground at like half one. I was like, what's the Arsenal team get mm. to? Because I had no signal. Yeah. I thought they'll show it on Soccer Saturday inside the stand and that no pan Ryder Cup. Oh, great. <laughs> um, at half time, want to know the scores. No, they just do happy birthday message after happy birthday oh. message after happy birthday message. <laughs> and then they kept redoing it. There was no highlights of any of the the, the, no. get, the goals that had gone in. Yeah, right, yeah, updates or even... Yeah, nothing. Yeah, so I was like, I had no idea what any of the scores were. Mm. Um, but anyway, second half kicked off. And I've got a point here. So Harrison came on for one of the centre... De, Decore, something yeah. like that. One of the, one of the centre mids. And my God, they were just rubbish, mate. Rubbish. There was no chances created. There was crosses in, head out, get to the edge of the box, tackled, running off the pitch. Mm. Was it a proper? Like, we said it like last week, didn't we? You said that's gonna be a scrappy game, but it was scrappy, mate. And it was the second half because I actually I liked the first half. It was good for the neutral. The second half was just nothing. Oh. Luton just had him at arm's length, heading it away. No, the biggest note here, but no creativity. Mm. Uh, Harrison came on. Beto came on. Dan Juma came on. Nothing. They never looked like getting anywhere near the goal. Because Luton had a goal disallowed, didn't they? Right, yeah. offside or whatever it was. Yeah, he was only just, but mm. he was offside. Lano gave it. That's probably the only, three only one, moment. That would have been, that would have been disastrous. Mm. But literally nothing. A, a Beto had a header that came on. I thought. So my, I said, to my dad, he's a he's a big lump. He's mm. he hold the ball up. He'll do something. Four four two dice ball. Nothing. Yeah. Harrison, every time he gave a, every time, every cross he put in, either hit first man or out for a goal kick. Oh, it's it's just nothing more frustrating. Ashley Young did a bit, then came off, and oh, it was terrible, mate. Absolutely terrible. And the boos were ringing out. Mm. And then, obviously, the full time whistle. And you, they're in the goalkeeper goes down injured. L- Luton managed the game out really well. Mm. Uh, going down, fanning injury, goalkeeper taking his time, and kicks and whatnot they managed it really well six minutes flew by in yeah. um, injury time and I said to my dad I'm surprised that the ground's pretty much still full mm. uh, there was a reason why yeah they, they wanted to wait when to the full time whistle went they just all came forward booing all the players yeah, like, and they, crazy. the players wouldn't come out the centre circle clapping because they were scared yeah they were you <laughs> fucking shit this that uh, that yeah. this fuck Get off mad. yeah oh but and I've never seen for years this many stewards. So this where there was like an L shape. Mm. I, I can't really explain what, on the corner flag. On the corner flag, yeah. down behind the goal, and down yeah. the long ways. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred stewards. Like, there were so many. Like, every like two yards, another steward, like mm. ready for like if someone was going to run on the pitch or do something. <laughs> they came out in the ninetieth minute as the injury time went up, and then yeah, they just got bombarded. Oh. Just. The abuse, the players wouldn't dare come mm. anywhere close. circle. Tarkovsky came like five yards closer and just got pelted. He went back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw on the, the Sky Sports report, it said, it was a filthy day, but so beautiful for those who made the journey from Bedfordshire. So, yeah, well, it was. Yeah. And four defeats from four from Everton. And it was yeah. pouring down rain, miserable. That's four from four at home, isn't it? Yeah. Four losses at home now. Yeah. So I saw that as well. And scored one, what, goal. one, yeah, one, one goal. goal. Lost all of them by one nil at uh, one goal. Obviously, three one nils and uh, Luton was two one. But and again, a no, again, mm. another game, no fight. Mm. But as the game, the game ended, um, we were going to walk across uh, Stanley Park to go watch Spurs versus mm. Liverpool. I had no idea what the scores were, so I was like, my anxiety is going through the roof. I was like, I need to know the Arsenal score. What is the Arsenal oh, score? Just easy win. So I got on my phone because I didn't know what to the 
no idea what the lineup was or anything. No. Cedric right back. <laughs> and I saw 4 0. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Down. You know what I'd lost? Standard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wolves. What? <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, ridiculous. No, not that City. Just like what, how Wolves how Wolves doing that? Wolves have been up and down, Rodri all sorts. Mate. Yeah, no Rodri and City are very different. Yeah. Um, and on, sorry, on City, from a friend and listener on the show, Steve Lee, sent in a stat that said, disregarding penalties, Haaland hasn't scored a single Premier League goal that has changed the outcome in 2023. His last goal that, quote-unquote, meant something was New Year's Eve against Everton in a one-all draw. So he scored 16 goals in that time. Uh, that are not penalties that have not affected goal. For example, I think he scored against Spurs when they beat us 4-2. He might have scored the fourth or something. And then Fulham, when they beat him 3-1, he scored the second or something like that. Yeah, so interesting about Haaland. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't vintage City. No, it wasn't at all. But I thought if you could if you could love a pair of a, a load of three o'clock kickoff results, mm, and that was, yeah, pretty good. that was a Saturday for me. Pretty good. So as I walked at the pub and walked across Stanley Park to uh, the Anchor, I think it was called, the Ark, the Ark, the something like that. It's outside Anfield. I was in high spirits to watch Spurs versus Liverpool, mm. and I completely forgot you were there. You were like, oh, I'm at the game. I was like, I completely forgot that that was even a th- that was even on. So mm. I was like, I was buzzing to to watch that, and then yeah, that was when the the football really the started, started this weekend. The fun started. I think we should talk. We'll talk about the game. And then instead of jumping straight to the the main talking point, but yeah, before the game it was it was Richarlison for Johnson because Johnson sat injured. Liverpool um, had started Gakpo instead of Nunes, um, but yeah, it was pretty. The first twenty or twenty five minutes were fairly even. To be fair, Liverpool had some good chances. There was a good double save from Vicario, uh, who saved from Gakpo and then Robertson. Tottenham were keeping the ball and trying to implement that style and. We didn't necessarily create too much up until the red card. Um, but yeah, the first 20 minutes were very open. I felt it was, it was pretty even. Yeah, so your record is horrific Terrible. Isn't it, against Liverpool. I like think, one yeah. of the worst. Is it, did I see one winning like 20? Something ridiculous. The last time we beat them was 2018 at Wembley. Yeah, it was some 2018 at Wembley. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were like, Harry, I think 1-3-1 one, one or something. But Harry Kane all the rest of it. But yeah, 2018 at Wembley. And our record at Anfield's shocking. Like you said, we have not beat them at home in the new stadium at all. Yeah, so for us, Liverpool is, yeah, we just just don't want to lose, basically. <clears throat> so you just, I like that point you just mentioned. You were actually, they were actually the last team to play at the new stadium that you haven't beaten. Yeah, the only yeah the only side for it, that have been in the Premier that time, yeah. And we've done it with a big asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, first talking point. So it was Curtis Jones, 26-minute uh, tackle on Basuma. Um, went out for a throw-in and Simon Hooper awarded a yellow card, didn't mm. he? Um, then it went to VAR to have a look at it. I don't really get the the outcry of, I think the, that one's wrong. I think that's a correct decision. Nice. No, yeah. It's... Like we've said recently, it's a 2023 red card. It's, it's I, I know it's in slow mo and it looks worse. Yeah, but you've all you've he did. That's what he's done. Yeah, that's he, uh, he, yeah, he, exactly. he may have touched the ball, but, yeah, but he has also yeah done him yeah, on exactly. the done him on his shin pad, shin high studs are showing, and he must what, not have meant to do it. But that's what's yeah. happened. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I don't understand the argument from. That's why I'm reading it because I I want to explain it properly. But I don't understand the argument from pundits and many others saying football fans and the rest of it saying that his foot has rolled on top of the ball. It's harsh. Like I heard Neville say from a professional perspective standpoint, so he's talking about ex-pros and all the rest of it that apparently played the game, that they can see what Curtis uh, Jones is trying to do. Movement towards the ball and try and step over it and control it. His foot has then slid over the ball, which is, the ball, he, this is Neville's words, the ball is greasy, so then which throws his foot over the ball into Pursuma's leg. That's why it's a red card. Like his tackle, whether he's trying to, I know, I know what you're saying, he's trying to, uh, great, I'm trying to take, if I'm tackling you, Tate, I'm trying to tackle Tate, but I kick your leg and you fall over, that's probably a foul. Mm. Curtis Jones, that's a red card. It's, there's no. He's made a mistake, but mistakes it. also get yeah. punished. <laughs> it's just, it's a red card. Like the the other week, who was it? Burnley. 
Burnley for Nottingham Forest, the guy in the box elbows the guy. That's a mistake. It's a red card. And Gusto last week with Chelsea. Gusto, he didn't mean it. I'm sure he didn't mean it, but it's a red card. This, yeah, I just don't. I don't understand. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. It was. Just, I mean, from my view, I saw obviously from behind, if you like, behind Basuma from a distance, and you see his leg. And I sort of wince because I was like, oh, his leg. You can see his leg sort of fold in a bit. And not to be I said, oh, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad of a tackle because you obviously you don't see the replay. But yeah, it's just a red card, and anyone who disagrees, you just wrong it's just horribly wrong yeah no I, I do agree I, it's, like I said it was a mistake he didn't mean to do it he's obviously no. gone he's gone to protect the ball but in doing that he, but has, he's, he yeah. has fouled you yeah. means, and he's, he's and there's gone, consequences to a foul yeah. and I understand what they're saying in that he's great trying to do that but because Basuma's also tackled the ball at the same time Curtis Jones shouldn't have made that tackle and he wouldn't have been sent off it's just a red card and I think the ref is, they give a booking because they know they can fall back or yeah. We'll get on to VR, but they should be able to fall back on VAR, and that's what happened. And, and Bamian yeah, got right done decision. for something like that, twenty twenty something like that mm. against Palace away, and the ref gave him a yellow. Mm. And when you look back, you when you put the replay back, you're like, yeah, yeah, hey, that ain't great. He didn't mean it at all. He's no. done exactly the same thing. Yeah, and he's made his ankle turn like into an yeah. L. Yeah, but the ref looked at it. Look, as soon as you look at the replay, it's a yeah. red card. It's a red card, and yeah, fully deserved. Um. And then the big controvert, the the, mm. the main the main event happened. Um, Salah picked the ball up just past the halfway. I think he might have taken on a player. Played yeah, a great ball just through inside and played to in Diaz, Diaz, taking one touch, slotted it away. Fantastic finish. Mm. One nil Liverpool, or so we thought. <laughs> or so we thought. Um, I couldn't see the offside even like in real part I thought where's, where's, where's yeah, that what are, they, yeah. what are they looking at I, then, like, I get the because I'm at the stadium you don't, I don't watch the sky and you don't see all the reaction to it but obviously in the in the moment the lino not every right but they're obviously moving quickly it's very tight and yes you give offside and at the time you're like right great buzzing offside and obviously even Liverpool fans no, no one's mm. none the wiser of what's going on and as it quickly develops and gets to half time you yeah you you get messages and everyone's talking about it, but yeah, just so from, obviously onside. From my point of view, watching it at the TV, this is another thing that's just a disgrace about the whole setup about VAR is that you're a pan customer in the ground. You have no idea what's going on. No. We see the replay come up. Mm. Straight away, you're going, oh, you, know, you, you, know, you know as a fan, you're naked eye, you think, ooh, yeah. that's tight, or mm. ah, he's off, you don't worry about it. Mm. Or he's onside, it's a goal. It's, yeah. it's just a goal. And everyone in that pub, oh, it's a goal. Yeah, and they because they all they all celebrated, <laughs> and, they and, saw then, the and then they went picture. down again because yeah. it was offside. And as soon as that picture went mm, up, no the, ch- the cheer was louder than the first goal. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew, yeah. everyone knew it's a goal. One yeah. one nil Liverpool. It doesn't matter. It's just a matter of time now. Yeah. them lines are drawn, and then it, it cut to Sam Huber's face, um, whistle and gone. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? And that, but even that, you're saying we don't see none of that. So. No. In the ground and again Liverpool as well, even their bench or whatever, we're just carrying on the game as if it's yeah. correct. And and that's my point is that Howard Webb actually said a couple of weeks ago on that program with Michael Owen, the yeah. basically the ref thing they went on to spoke about, and everyone said it all the way until the weekend. But offsides and goal line technology are the two things that are gospel basically, and they mm. you cannot. And Howard Webb said the angles that the VAR have and the cameras that are used and the lines and all the rest of it. That is the only thing that is 100% concrete. Yeah. And up until now, everyone's like, yeah, 100% agree. And even now, well, after you said that, the little tight ones when you see like armpits and whatever, you just you think nothing of it because you right. Well, they've said that it must be correct. You have to have some element of trust. Yeah. That, that trust is slowly but surely, well, to say slowly, it's rapidly mess, edging away. And it's an absolute mess. I just don't, like. I know the, the reasoning, I mean, yeah, there's obviously a whole game to talk about, but. They come out with the PGMOL, no, PGMOL yeah. come out with a statement immediately after the game. And at that point, because to be honest, although we've got messages and stuff, you you think, oh, whatever. But mm. yeah, when that comes out, you're like, oh, okay, obviously something horribly has gone wrong. Um, so, so there was four, there was less than 40 seconds between Diaz's shot hitting the back of the net and play being restarted. Mm. Well, there was less than 10 seconds between TV viewers being shown the VAR review mm. and, the play, and the play getting started. And... Going back to what happened at Everton, there was a four and a half minute delay mm. for something that was so, so tight. Mm. And it was like, 
There's where, no, there's no, again, that's that word. Yeah, it's that word. Yeah. And it's yeah. incompetent yeah. refereeing. Like, where do they get these people from? No. And that's and the, they're saying the significant human error in the VR room. And there's a, a main, which is Darren, which was Darren England for the game. And then there's an assistant. And there's obviously more than one person in that room. Like, and his assistant is Dan Cook. Just and the nothing, human error they've, they're saying is that... They basically didn't look at it, did they? They thought... So what they've said, they thought that the goal was given. Mm. So they've said check complete. Mm. They were just assumed because he was so far on. Yeah. Oh, the goal was it. on, yeah, but... Yeah. Fuck off, no. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in that stadium knew that yeah. goal wasn't given because yeah. there's a flag up. Yeah. Look at the graphics. It says goal offside. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And that's why... Imagine the audio then has to be... Just has to be released. Yeah, from, they need a discussion. Yeah, we need to. It, it needs to be done like cricket. If if mm. you've watched cricket, even or, rugby, when they if do, if you it, can yeah. hear me, if you can hear when you when it's LBW whatever, mm. and they go to the the studio and then they say, "What are you looking at?" Yeah, ball pitches in line. Yeah, hits pad coming out to sound please. Yeah. They do it in chronological yeah. order, and it's like tick, tick, yeah, tick, and that's and the, then it's yeah. like decision not out yeah. or not out. What are they doing? They're running around like headless chickens. Yeah. Mate. And that's what I, that's what my dad says it all the time. But like with um, TMO in rugby, when they the ref goes, a, a decision happens or a try or a foul or whatever they stop the game for, and the ref says, "I've seen number two do this on number eleven of the opposite team." Blah blah, and then the TMO goes, "Actually, number ten of the other team a tackle number two." Whatever happens, and that's the ref needs to do that. They need to go right. I've seen number seven run through and number five of the. Tottenham as they're they're the two I'm looking at, and then the the VRs are okay. Maybe actually the right backs keeping them on, or the mm. the striker. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just you yeah. talk it through, like you said. You do little steps, and it is it take it might take two minutes, it might take mm. five minutes to start with. But then as you get better at it, and they understand what's going on, that time will decrease. And it was when it was just the ref in charge of the game and no VAR. Mm. You can understand why the linesmen make these tight calls and get it mm. wrong. But now there's VAR it creates a credibility crisis. You're mm. like, do I believe these people? Who are these people in this room making these decisions? And mm. the entire premises of bringing VAR in was to increase accuracy and get things right. But mm. it's done the opposite. Yeah, It's made people question decisions more. It's made people mm. look into things more. Why is this happening? Why is this thing? And without going on too much of a massive rant, but it's like, what is the referee culture in this country? Like, how do they thrive to get better? How do they mm. monitor? But how do you? Why would you want to? Like, I'm not saying we need to start going, but if you're a young person, male or female, and why would you want to be a ref, knowing that that's a sort of I mean, they, they treatment? They get paid yeah. reasonably well. It's not, it's not yeah. like no, no, no. they get paid tuppence, but no. it's it's like how, how do they monitor success or failures? Where do they get these men from? Mm. Do they have? Is the only category you need to be a ref is to be a middle aged bold man <laughs> from from Yorkshire? <laughs> Like, and your name, yeah. your name has to be Roger or Darren or something <laughs> like that. Like, they're all the same. Like, where do they come from? These, I know. These, they yeah. all, they all look the same. But like we said, we the 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 level of football, the intensity, the pace, and all the rest of it, the technology, is going up and up and up. But the refs are not going with it. They're just almost getting worse. It seems. Yes. Yeah. And when they make a mistake, it's like they've marked their own homework, so they mm. get their. That's how they. Oh, sorry, we do, there's 14 apologies since the start of last mm. season. They make they do their apology, they go away for a game and they come back. Mm. And it's I, it's I, like a celebrity culture, I think as well. Yeah. These refs, they're all big names now. Everyone knows who the refs mm. are. And years ago, that wasn't really a thing. Mm. And why has Howard Webb come back? He's just mm. a name. He's got no business experience of creating a winning culture or no. making it a thriving environment. He, for like players. he's actually a, a he's re- just a personality, face, he's and a he's name, a personality yeah. that yeah. loves TV. Yeah. Lee Mason last year was a perfect example. Yeah. He got fired last year for incompetence against <laughs> Arsenal versus Brentford, not mm. drawing the lines. Did his apology, gets sacked, and when they realise that there aren't enough bold men in Yorkshire <laughs> called, called Roger and yeah. Lee and Darren. <laughs> Oh, no offence, Dad. This, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we need? We need to get him back. Yeah. And he comes back. Yeah. And now he's in charge of teaching people how to use VAR. Yeah. What? But then you talk about the, the bald referees, but Mike Dean's on Sky Sports now. You oh. get Dermot Gallagher on, on Ref Watch on a Monday. It's just, yeah. It's, and you, and you the heard it. are just poor. We They're mentioned very, it in very the, the beginning of this, the podcast's what did Mike Dean say about <clears throat> Martin Atkinson? He was his mate when he was. He was his mate and got too much of stick, so didn't want that. That's the culture. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's no wanting to get the right decision. It's mm. it's all like 
Basically, do your favourite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I don't fancy that. I know the old boys get, club. Yeah, like, the backlash. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just. <laughs> it's terrible, and that's yeah. why you get these incompetent decisions that mm. ultimately cost big things. Cost yeah. people their li- cost people their jobs. Can cost clubs their livelihoods. Mm. And yeah, without being too like intense about it, it's but I will so say bad. That, but on yes, that was a terrible decision. It's awful, and it's obviously clearly wrong. However, there have been. Like you said, there's been 14 apologies for all all amount of teams and decisions for, from last season. There's been plenty of decisions against Tottenham. There's been plenty of decisions against Arsenal, Brentford, whoever you want. Man United. There's hundreds of decisions this season. Wolves with the goalie yeah. that there's it was the same so ref as well. Yeah, and I'll sort of skip on, but the backlash and the reaction from fans, Liverpool, whoever, United, Arsenal, West Ham, Chelsea, the media, all the rest of it is a load of bollocks basically it's a load of rubbish and yeah they're, they're the what Liverpool the statement they've released and they they want an action from it and people are gunning for a rematch and all this utter rubbish then if there's a rematch then there's no me and you might as well not continue honestly <laughs> what's the point we might as well Have podcast pod. <laughs> podcast football if there's a rematch it's oh, no, a disgrace won't be. Won't be. it's a disgrace and, it, and if they overturn the red card for Curtis Jones then give up we might as well all give up there's still more controversy to talk about yeah no we actually talk about it. We'll t- that's, that's, <laughs> I'll get on to it, it now let's talk, a, yeah. it gets away from the game and yeah it's let's talk about football because another point that I'll, basically I want to talk about the game and that decision was obviously part of the game and then we'll come back to it all because yeah the, the reason I think this has become such a big thing like you just mentioned there's, there's been 14 other apologies mm. but nothing's improved nothing's improved but it's been Maybe the most high-profile, most decision-making. I don't know. It was just in everything was just going. It just seems the biggest high-profile one of all. There's been lots of them, and this was the yeah. one that was on Sky Prime Time. Yeah, uh, but it's also because of the decision it was because yeah. it's so wrong. Yeah, because it's because like I said, Howard Webb a few weeks ago. It's not subjective. Said, it's not. Yeah. It's not a, like if it, it's if, not a foul. It's not. Yeah. A, yeah. If, if if only thing that happened was the red card from Curtis Jones. I'm not again. I. It's a red card for me every single moment it happens, but you could have that debate about it. But with the offside, like I said, Howard Webb literally a few weeks ago said 100% offsides are the one of the only things you can mm. categorically always agree with, and that's happened at the weekend. So, But 90 seconds later, after this debacle, Madison, defence splitting ball yeah. through to R9 across the goal, and Son makes it three goals in... What was it? it was three goals in two games. Did he get a hat trick week before, or was that a couple of weeks? He scored. Before? I think he scored. Honestly, he scored. Six he's thriving in this five, in yeah. this false nine, number nine position. Yeah, he's very good through the middle. Very, very good. That's five. I think it's five goals against Liverpool as well in six or something. So he does he does enjoy it against Liverpool. But yeah, the ball from Madison was very good. Richardson didn't do something stupid. Didn't panic. Slotted it across, and mm. Son put basically put it into an empty net. One uh, nil. One nil, and the place must have been bouncing. Then obviously after yeah. the VAR, the VAR turnaround, and then this, yeah. one, you're one nil down nine seconds ago, and then the one nil up. Place yeah, must be bouncing good. down to ten men. Yeah, home to Liverpool. Um, you must have been really disappointed though going into half time one one. It mm. seemed a bit of a soft goal. The ball because Gakpo had the chance before. Like I said, Vicaro made a good mm. save, but then yeah, Gakpo, Liverpool scored another time through the through Gakpo's good finish and like quick turn in the box. But again, a decision that has not been spoke about. A free kick leading up to the goal. All right, it wasn't directly to the goal, but Adogi made a perfectly good tackle, gets the ball, gives gets given a foul against him. They go on to score. Not, obviously, nothing um, is said about that. But, yeah, I say, one, uh, half-time, one all, we were relatively happy. Yes, they were down to 10 men, and we were leading the game, but I'd say Liverpool looked strong. And, and to be honest, with 10 men, they probably looked better than they did with 11. Um, yeah, if anything, they looked more dangerous because they still had Salah, they still had... Uh, Diaz. Diaz and on the break Salah one of the, one of the world's best footballers Diaz is lightning quick they yeah they they came together with 10 men to be fair and and, and like, like we said our record against Liverpool is yeah. awful anyway and for us we were quite happy with one I said I took a draw before the game before it all all the events happened but mm. yeah one all it was, it was it was pretty fair to be honest they were, they were they were very good I thought so coming out to the second half, uh, Gakpo actually got injured scoring the goal mm. and he was subbed on for Diego Jota, mm. who had a key part to play in this game. Yes. Um, I don't really remember the first 
10, 15 minutes of the, of we, the second half because I had a, had a few beers and wasn't really paying that much attention. Yeah, to we actually had a couple of tries. Madison whipped one was left foot. Alisson made Alisson's a good save, really yeah. good save. Um, and then Son hit a volley that sort of popped up and he just whacked it with his right. Again, a like, even better save than the first one. Um, but yeah, still one all. 10 men, it was... Well, I think we scored and it was rightly called offside. Mm. Um, but yeah, good good play again from Madison, Richarlison, Son. Uh, and then Jota picked up. So yeah, this is I think in between it all, this is the story. He might have scored the. He, uh, he might score. He might have picked up his first yellow. This is the story I was going to tell. So mm. I have a few beers. Neither the we. So as I literally as I've gone to stand up to this, go to the loo, mm. I see Jota get booked, and I've seen the replay, and he hasn't made a foul. It's mm. a dog he's gone through, and he's tripped. He's tripped his legs. or tripped himself up and fallen over. No one's at fault there. The ref's given a free kick mm. and booked Jota wrongly, but yeah, he, is. Mm. he doesn't touch him. Mm. And then it's, I see the yellow card come out. I've gone to the loo, gone for a wee, come out, and I see him holding up a yellow card, and I'm thinking, oh, why are they trying to replay this? <laughs> and then he's gone red. I'm like, what? Yeah. And he's literally just done another foul in the space of like yeah. 90 seconds. And like, the, yeah, just totally lost his head. And to, What the, are you doing? You can argue about the first one if it was yellow or not. But the, he actually made a tackle 30 seconds before that, just wiped out a dogie again, was yeah, given nothing. That was, that's yeah. what I said, because as he got booked the first time, I was like, he's off. Yeah. Because I just assumed he got booked yeah. for the first one. And I think it's one of those, like, the, the first one, the, the first yellow was actually given, they freeze it and his, his, his knee clip, supposedly clips a dogie's leg and then the dogie obviously whacks his own leg and, and he falls over. But Jota knows exactly what he's doing. He's running across the back of him, trying to track back, quote unquote, but running across the back of the player that's attacking. So if he happens to get a touch of him, then great, he's down. But yeah, bef- literally moments before that, he should have been booked, but wasn't. So I think it was one of those, the ref knew in the back of the mind that, oh, I should have booked him before. I'm going to book him now. And then he stupidly lunges at oh, a the dogie second yellow was just Yeah, ridiculous. Stupid, yeah, that's ridiculous. Brain dead. If you're Klopp, you're just, yeah, you're going to be angry with the whole game, mm. how it's planned it, but that's just brain dead. Yeah, that is, and to be a despised Klopp, but, when Jota was sent off, he just sat down on the bench and didn't acknowledge him at all because you brought you, you brought that player on with ten men anyway at, to do a job and be part of the system, and he he throws it back in your face because he was about to bring on Trent and uh, Diaz, mm. not Diaz, uh, Nunes, mm. and he sat talking to his assistant for like four minutes. Like what? He's looked at him like, what are we going to do here? Mm. I think he brought on triple, brought on a triple sub, didn't he? Yeah, I, no, that's what I've got here. So. From so basically, you have to get sent off, and then seventy minutes. So you got about half hour. Liverpool with nine men, um, and I said at the time, I said with ten men, okay, we got a long half football. Would like to think we could win, but with nine men, we have to score. Like we just have to score against nine men. But yeah, seventy three minutes. They made three changes. Endo came on. Canate sent who's a centre back, and Trent came on for Diaz, Salah, and Gomez, mm. and they essentially went five three. Whatever, yeah, four a four four, whatever whatever was happening. Five three, that was it. Yeah, and then they yeah, they conceded they conceded the idea of winning the game and just thought, right, let's fight, let's dig in and they did exactly that to be fair. They did a really good job. And Neville was yeah. getting frustrated with Spurs because he was like, What yeah. are they doing? They need to go wide, they need to go wide. They're cramping in the middle. Mm. And I thought I might be skipping ahead a bit, but I thought in like the ninety second minute when he took off Madison, mm. it was his sort of Moment like yeah, like conceding the idea of winning. You're not, you're not yeah. like, but it's just like last roll of dice. Like I don't think it's going to work. But yeah. and I because he took off Son as well the 70th minute. I think he might have a knock or injury. Whether um, who did he bring on? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. And who was awful by the way, absolutely awful. And then yeah, towards the end he made a few more changes. Liverpool brought on Gravenberg, another midfielder brought on uh, brought off someone else. McAllister was on a yellow anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we we brought on like Skip and uh, Hoiberg come on. That young Argentinian came on the 90th minute. Another Hoiberg late sub, another late winner. Well, he's actually in his little cameo. He's, that's, he's, that's his role. That is where Hoiberg lives. He well, lives getting, his, getting his late winners. He li- No, no, he lives in a 20-minute cameo, does a job. But yeah, no, and to us, we were like, oh my God, why take off Madison? Why take off Son? Like all these decisions. But I think it was that, like you said, it was just something different. It's not worked for 90 minutes. So, right. Let's just throw on a striker, throw on some midfielders, and we've, we're going to have the ball. We're just going to try and attack. But yeah, it was so frustrating watching us play. Watch, watch us try and break down nine, nine, eight men on the pitch. It was yeah, painful. Ninety-fifth minute, 
Liverpool had the ball actually in your half in the corner and I think it was a foul so it broke loose ball gets played I'm looking at the clock and there's really not long left here and it comes across to Porro is it gets worked wide to Porro yeah for some reason Romero kept stepping in to the midfield if you like Mm. basically just stood next to our centre midfielders and he kept getting on the ball which is like okay great you you're trying to win, you're trying to score, you want to attack, but it's Romero. But yeah, he got the ball. He eventually swings it out to Porro. Because it was Endo, who the, the mm. Liverpool fans in the public just shouted, foul, foul, really, foul. Because yeah, he, he could have just clipped his heels mm. and taken the yellow and then you would Regroup, have to lump yeah. it in. And, and he, but yeah, he got, it got to um, Porro. Porro. He thumped it across. Mm. And when it's a goal like that, no one really knows what just happened. Mm, that's because exactly it, what happened. Because it hit the back of the net. It hit the back mm. of the net and came straight back out again. Yeah. You could hear a pin drop in that pub. <laughs> yeah, it was that, it ghostly was, yeah. silent. Uh, well, you, exactly what you said, but when we were watching it, it was like because it Poro literally gets out of his feet, flashes it across, and it happened so quickly. There was a little moment like, "What just happened?" And then obviously everyone realised because it wasn't yeah. your player. No, no, you no, no exactly. Know. You're not you're not expecting a red shirt to kick the ball, so you you were hoping for a white shirt to obviously kick it in the goal. But yeah, when it rifled in top net, it was yeah brilliant. Yeah, and I'm no. sure that yeah. Merseyside was Wh- Whatever you were doing, it was total. Opposite. It was completely <laughs> Yeah. It was like, yeah. Go, and I mean, like, silent. Mm. I was like, this is, this is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And absolutely at that brilliant. moment, the both Merseyside teams had lost yeah. on, a, on a Saturday. And mm. it was, yeah, it was, obviously, you would have been absolutely mad. Mm. 96th minute against, uh, against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. Brilliant. We're like, we, not second we were, late winner in a week. Yeah, like you, put, you can't. Yeah, we can't uh, we've gone to Arsenal, gone down twice, come back twice. Obviously, a very, very two late goals against Sheffield, and then yeah, obviously the weekend two one against Liverpool was very, very good. But we weren't not we were bad, but we weren't brilliant going forward. With like you said, when when it down to ten men, nine men for Liverpool, it was it was just classic Spurs. We can't break down eleven men anyway. So against a good side, who okay, they lost two players, but. I just think it was like one of those training sessions that I've been been involved in plenty, but the coach said, right, defensive team, you've got seven or eight players, you're going to play a 4-3, whatever, you've got 10 minutes to defend against all these attackers, and you it becomes that fight, and you dig in, and you every tackle, every block, every clearance, every mistake they made, you're cheering, you're excited, and, and Liverpool did that, and their fans quickly adopted that mindset, and they were, they were very, very good with 10 men, and yeah, as good with 9, but... Yeah, eventually, eventually we score. Matip smashed it in his own net. And I was saying to my dad, I, I do honestly think if you had drawn that game one-one, the outcry of like outrage would wouldn't be anywhere near as much because they've they've been truly wrong. Even though they've like the wrongings like mm. Liverpool will feel even more wrong. A draw, mm. they'll be like, yeah, we can take that, and they'll mm. lift that. They'll have that chip on their shoulder and think mm. we had all these decisions and you still couldn't beat us. Yeah. But now they've lost and they've had to go back. In the 96th minute as well. If you scored on the 70th minute, I don't think... Yeah. But it's just the way the game unfolded. It it, it um, escalates how wronged they feel. And it's an own goal. And ev- ev- yeah. everything that could have gone wrong yeah. and went it, wrong for them. Ultimately, the offside is the wrong decision. And that, that is the... I'd say, for me personally, that is the only wrong decision of the game. That offside is terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. But what about there's been... Poro's, um, decision to take his shirt off after, yeah, after getting well, assist I, I didn't notice until you texted me because I, I we'll get on to it team of the week I, Poro has to go in and he is him but you, you always said lose a week because of that celeb when when I watched back I was like oh I did cringe a bit but shirt off yeah, oh, he was like yeah. but like hauling it to the fans as if yeah he just didn't yeah I don't know but nah, we'll, we'll back him all the way but yeah Andrew said when, when they had 10 we scored and we lost our way a bit Liverpool are still very dangerous incredible players and we didn't handle it well and then when they went down to nine, our performance dropped even more. And he's right. And then obviously the main message of the result was that it adds to the belief and the mindset going forward and all that good stuff. But yeah, they Liverpool were very good. Very good for the majority of the game. But yeah, we, we scored at the very, very de- um, end, basically. Yeah, they were very good. And obviously that's led to their goalkeeper and defence were very strong. And their goalkeeper mm. was in our team of the week. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else to add on? Uh, I'll just on what I say about VR. I'll just say, let me say this. Yeah, this was going to lose the week, but I just thought I'm going to go for it now. 
So all the punditry loving for Liverpool, Neville and Co. and all the rest of it is it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Neville said, I feel sorry for Matip. On match today, they played so well. Micah Richards and Shearer. Um, and all that, and on match day as well with Shearer and Richards, uh, uh, yeah, Mike Richards and Lineker. All they discussed was uh, discussed was the VAR decision or the lack of decision. And they went to the end. Oh yeah, sorry, Spurs did all right. Thanks, Gary. Jane ran up on Sky. Clearly, Liverpool for sport, which is absolutely fine. But echoing the sadness and dis- dissatisfaction in Spurs winning. Spurs Liverpool was spoken about on GMB this morning. Tottenham versus Liverpool, and that decision was on GMB this morning. The amount of fans from many clubs, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, that jump on Spurs is incredible. We finished eighth last season, eighth. We finished eighth, so we're technically the eighth best team in the league. We've just sold arguably our best player ever. We don't win anything. We're such an irrelevant club, yet everyone loves to mention Tottenham. Oh, and we have an Australian in charge who we call Big Ange. In his birthplace, they call it soccer. Yet people get rattled by Tottenham, and it's fantastic. And long may it continue. Yes! <laughs> I wasn't too fussed about Spurs. It's the decision that's just outrageous. But yeah, no, just add it to the list of add it to the yeah. list of apologies. And yeah. I've always been maintained that scrap it because yeah, it, what, what comes around will come around. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, we'll, I and think you'll get we'll absolutely get, done yeah. by a decision. Oh, we'll 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 get. You've stung got credit massively. in the bank now. So no, we'll get, get stung. And that's just what happens. Yeah. And it's because it's so incompetent that, that yeah. it works like that. Yeah, and again, I'm talking on Spurs, but. Mendes from the halfway line. Jota last season. Kung Fu kick skipping here. Doesn't get a red card. Inketia last week should be sent off. Nah. It should be a red card. <laughs> I'm joking. And Arsenal have a full list. You, oh, every team. Two every of them, team two of them 14 are for us. Yeah, I'm sure they are. The Champions League finals. It's okay on ball. There's, there's, old, there's a list. There's a long old list of decisions that go wrong. So, Liverpool, get back in your box. Right. Team of the week. Alison, like you mentioned, two great saves. Uh, where are we? Yes. Um, one from Son and one from Madison. That one from Madison especially was yeah, super. very good. And I was so right behind it. Just reaching out, you were celebrating already. But yeah, brilliant save. I do think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. Yeah, he's and he's a joke. very, very good. Everything is and two great saves. But and with nine men, yeah, unfortunate to be on the losing side, but that is what football is. Um, do you want to take the Pedro Porro one on this one? Yeah, he was close. I do agree. <laughs> the, the, the shirt off of the cross that meant no goal, but no, he was good. He dealt, and Adogi in that, Van der Ven, and even Romero, but yeah, mainly the two fullbacks dealt with Salah and Diaz very well, but yeah, Porro, Porro for me, and I'll start with the other thing. Anderson from Palace scored a, did you see his goal? It was brilliant. Brilliant finish, wasn't it? At Old Trafford. So, yeah, Alisson, Porro, and Anderson is the defence. Um, and I'll go Alfie Doty um, for in midfield, the lone midfielder this week um, from Luton Town. Great set pieces. He made both goals. Unfortunately, not to get the the first assist. Obviously, the first header hit the crossbar and the ball came down. He then thumped it in. There's obviously something they've clearly worked on. He's obviously very good at these set pieces and their game plan to an absolute T paid off. Yep. Um, moving on to the fan the fan vote, we've gone with Hang, uh, Wang... <laughs> Wang Yan <laughs> versus Carlton Morris. Yeah. Um, or as Pep decided to call him, the Korean guy. Have <laughs> seen the video? I'm not. I've seen. I didn't know yet. He actually said that. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, he was. He was um, bigging up walls. He was like, they've got Neto and Cunha and um, mm, the Korean and, guy. Um, no. And uh, um, yeah, the, that Korean guy. <laughs> oh God. But it was funny because uh, <laughs> when he scored, Wolves then tweeted saying two one Wolves. Goal scorer, that Korean guy. There's <laughs> a bit of banter. Obviously, yeah, a bit yeah. of banter in it. Um, the fan vote, and I think as it stands, uh, Hang Hee Chan. Yeah, is, Hwang is Hee Chan came out on top, I think about 55, 60%. Yeah. Um, yeah, for his goal, and obviously Wolves beating Mad City, which is a ridiculous result. It's mad that we ever, can't even talk on that. But No, yeah. As, of, as is the Premier League this week, it's just yeah, it's been so nuts. Too much going on. And then, do you want to end with the other striker? Yeah, back-to-back weeks. Ollie Watkins, hatchery against Brighton, 6-1. Like, what? Mm. That even hasn't been spoken yeah. about, but time, Brighton, is, time is precious. And yeah. Brighton, right in front of Gareth Southgate, so mm. can't get much better than that. Brighton are a good team and three yeah. good go- The last goal was deflected, but he's very good at these near post tucking finishes where he mm. looks like he's going to bend it in the corner, but whips it back. Excuse me, whips it back into the near post. And he's got lightning pace, so mm. he's always a, a threat on the counter attack. 
So in in recap, we've got Allison, Poro, Anderson, Doty, Chan, and Watkins. Watkins back to back. He might be in there a couple of times now. Maybe we need to have a look right. a bit deeper. I guess I'll notice him. Right, prediction time. Is it mm, yeah, my, yeah. my time, is it? Uh, what was last Luton, week's? Everton Luton. I think I picked that because you went, yeah, go on, your, your choice. Right, right, right. Flash scores. We're still waiting for the inbox, please, for the sponsor. Saturday, the 7th of October. Let's go to... Where haven't we been? Have we been League One? Right, here we go. Three o'clock, League One. Leighton Orient versus Reading. Oh. Oh, that's no help, is it? Um, I'm going to go Leighton Orient, two, Reading, one. I'm going to go with a 2 nil home win, Orient. Nice. I haven't got any of these guys. Yeah, just so follow far. me. <laughs> so, Orient, two. You've gone 2-1, have you? 2-1, yeah. All right, perfect. I think, obviously, Orient got promoted, Reading relegated. Yeah, let's right. go Orient. Perfect. Right, do you want to kick us off with your winner of the week? Yeah, my winner of the week. I've gone for Sirius Football Club from the Ausvinsken, which is the Swedish Prem. And they were sitting in the relegation uh, playoff spot in their league before the game over the weekend. they got five games left after the weekend. And they played a fellow relegation contender, I'm gonna go. Actually, let me let me find the pronunciation. One sec. You're gonna butcher it. Yeah, no, no, no. I've got it. I've got it. My friend yeah. sent me it. One sec. You're gonna get Siri to read it off. No, no, no. Okay, one second. How how'd you pronounce that? I'll turn it up a bit. Wait, let me try again. Diego Fosch. <laughs> Diego Fosch. Diego Fosch. Um, who are, yeah, fellow relegation side. And Diego Fosch were 2-0 <laughs> were up. And Sirius scored their first goal in the 91st minute, equalised in the 95th minute, and scored the winner in the 99th minute. Wow. Uh, so Sirius got a huge win, moved them two points Sirius. above. Sirius. Moved them two points above uh, the playoff relegation playoff spot. Six points clear above the direct relegation so yeah, the small side from just outside um, Stockholm in a place called Uppsala, and they're still in a fighting chance to stay up. So, Sirius FC, Teddy, if you're listening, mate, that one's for you. Perfect, that's quality. Um, my win of the week is a bit basic, but I've gone for Luton Town. Nice. Having watched them play away at Everton, no one gave them a chance really. Five to one, the bookies had them, in. and. Little old Luton in the corner of the ground, sung their hearts out all mm. game. Went to Everton, won 2 1, thoroughly deserved. First ever Premier League win, first mm. ever Premier League away win. First, and and the sorry, their first game this season they've taken the lead. Yeah. And obviously kept the lead. It must be the first game they scored two goals as well. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And to see the happiness on them fans' faces when they came out of the ground, mm. it's just, they were all ecstatic. Really? <laughs> They were absolutely yeah. loved, and that's what football is all about, isn't it? To bring yeah. that, you see the the depths of Everton just mm. grudging in the rain. Total opposite. And the Luton are in their shirt; they don't care. They're getting soaking wet, but they're buzzing. Yeah, just Luton and town. Lockyer, probably, which is a classic English footballer. His, well, his goal just sums him up. It's yeah. a tackle. It's a block tackle, yeah, and it goes was. in the net. Yeah, no, very. That good. was quality. Very well deserved. Um, have you given your lose of the week? Not yet. To the pundits. No, no. That no. wasn't your... No, no, I've changed. Do you want to go? You go first, Cor. So my lose of the week, I'd, I actually changed it last minute this afternoon. It was gonna, I had the PGML, I had Howard Webb, mm. I had Everton, and I thought, I can't be out. We're going to talk about these all the whole yeah. pod, so I'll go something different. I've actually gone Calvin Phillips. Oh. Because last week, Rodri got suspended um, for Man City, meaning he had missed three games. Mm-hmm. Rodri has been absolutely fantastic. Great player, world class. Rodri signed a couple of seasons ago. Not, uh, Phillips signed a couple of seasons ago. He hasn't got a kick. Every time he does play, he doesn't, doesn't impress Pep. Clearly, he doesn't impress him at all. Mm-hmm. Pep came out and said in the week, I wish I could get out of Phillips that uh, Bielsa could. Like mm-hmm. Bielsa made him a great player, whatever, whatever. Phillips got his start against Newcastle in the cup 
Carlin Cup or Carabao Cup, whatever you call it, absolutely crap. They lost. He then didn't even play. Didn't even start against Wolves. They played Kovacic and Nunes, who again two players have signed above him. He came on with like half an hour to go. Calvin Phillips, crap. He's played two games since Rodri's left, been suspended, lost both games. He needs to move on and mm. sort his career out and go somewhere else. He's been. I've heard rumours with Arsenal for in January. I don't know how true that is. Uh, it's not good enough. But he'd probably just sit on your bench as well, wouldn't he? He's, no, he's not good enough. Unless, I don't know, unless we sell party, but he's still mm. nowhere, near, nowhere near the level. I like it. My loser of the week is Troy Deeney. He's, there's a clip of him going around on social media. He's talking on the Winners Talking podcast. And he gets a question of, so is Harry Kane a better footballer than Troy Deeney? And he actually says, I would be naive to say he's not. And so, yeah, obviously, Troy Deeney understands that Harry Kane's far better than him. But then he starts get he starts asking the questions, can he head of the ball better than me? He says, no. Can he control the ball better than me? Look after it when there is two men on his back. No. Goes on to say, and that, not those uh, sort of questions, that's hit neither here nor there. That's just totally irrelevant when you talk about Harry Kane. Uh, and he goes on to say, here is something I will say. Can he be honest in reference to Harry Kane and say he wor- he outworks Troy every single day? If he can say that, then he will be bleep very, very good. Harry Kane. Is Troy Deeney okay? Like, Is he all right? I'm just very concerned for Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney shouldn't even mention Kane's name in the same sentence as him. <laughs> He's breath. Yeah, Kane is in the same league as the greatest players to ever play in the league. Talking... You debate if they're better or worse, but Aguero, Rooney, Omri, all the rest of it, list goes on and on. But the first, like I said, the first comment is about hitting the ball, holding the ball up, neither here nor there. As for the hard work comment, my good God, Kane is 30 years old, just moved to Bayern Munich. They've, Bayern Munich have just bought England's best striker, potentially ever, uh, for 100 million, record record buy for Bayern Munich. Um, Troy Dean at 30 was at Watford, up and down the Premier League in the Championship. In that prison, possibly, I'm not sure at that stage. He is now 35 and a player manager at Forest Green Rovers. Kane, at the age of 35, will either still be at Munich or back in the Prem, doing whatever he wants to do, playing for England, all, all, all that great stuff. It's also the idiots that he spoke with on this podcast, just nodding away like little lap dogs, mm. smiling and going, really agreeing with him and saying, yes, Troy, you're fantastic, well done. But, yeah, just no need from Deeney, no need. No, that was a... Bold statement he made there. Um, <laughs> one that did do the rounds round social media. Yeah, just, just, but yeah, stay out of trouble and just don't say rubbish things like that. <laughs> Concentrate on the three points on on Saturday, Troy. Yeah. For Forest Green, is it Forest Green? Forest Green. And eat your vegan burger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rafa Benitez has managed both Liverpool and Everton. But who the hell does he manage now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's in Qatar or China but I couldn't name you one side from any of those places in the world I'm going to go China and say is there a team called Jiangsu Gangju FC or something Something like that, but you're way off. Really? Way off? Really? Not Qatar either? <laughs> Which I thought he must manage in China or Qatar. Oh. He manages in Spain. Oh, in what? Liga. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? Okay, right. Oh, let me have a... Oh, Jesus. That's what I thought. I oh, thought, in the top... Is yeah. La Liga. The La Liga. <laughs> what? And I was like, where does that... Surely come? that's like big news. On the, the 23rd of June, 2013, Rafa Benitez was appointed manager of La Liga Club... 2013 or 2023? 2023. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, was appointed manager of La Liga club. This team. On a three-year contract. Bloody hell. I, oh, I wouldn't even know. One guess, Betis. Celta Vigo. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell. Did that happen? What? They're, like, that's quite very, good. That's very, yeah, still quite, very, very yeah. good level of football. Not that, like, I don't know, just, obviously it's Rafa Benitez, but yeah, I just assumed he'd gone he out somewhere, did. a paycheck and... yeah. Happy days. No, oh, manager wow. of Celta Vigo. Interesting. No Are they idea. doing any idea? No idea. <laughs> I might follow them now. No idea. Let's have a quick look. <laughs> While we end the podcast, let's have a quick look. Mm. Rafa Benitez is Celta, Celta, de, Celta, de Vigo. Celta, Celta de Vigo. Celta de Vigo. Do you reckon they're in Europe at all? 
They were quite. So they actually play tonight, eight o'clock. Do they? Whack that off. Uh, standing, standing, standings. Oh, they're seventeenth out of twentieth. Not great. Not great. Five points from seven games. But they play tonight. They play against Las Palmas, who are. 18th place below, so big. Well. Yeah. Right, just to end this pod off, um, for those that know and followed us and followed us on socials and whatnot, you'll know that Jack has <laughs> had a affiliation with a certain whole city <laughs> since um, we had the uh, championship podcast. Tomorrow night, Ipswich Town, second in the table, are playing fifth place whole city. And there'll be a certain two podcasters <laughs> in the whole city end. Um, causing some trouble. More butter tigers. More butter tigers. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. This so we've got tickets tomorrow. in the way end. Uh, yeah, this time tomorrow, we'll be kicking off a few scraps. Yeah, anyone, Port Road, any Ipswich fans, find us. Meet up with JJ before. Yeah. Little, get him in a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> Should do a little prediction? Yeah, might week. as well. Yeah, might as well. Double prediction. Right. Ipswich nil hole four. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to back Rossini's boys. It's gonna be it's gonna be two one to hole. It's gonna be one nil early to hole. Ipswich come back, then hole in the eighty eighth minute. Yeah. Aaron Connolly. Aaron Connolly. Cut in from the left, whip it into the far corner. Send the hole following crazy. Send the Tigers crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Up right. the hole. Up the hole. Um, yeah we'll have a few surprises for you at the game maybe get some good content and, and whatnot. but yeah we'll leave it there just yep. over the hour again very fun podcast I thought yeah, good hope one. you all enjoy it very nice again keep doing sharing it on the socials and whatnot, and liking all the all the stuff we're doing really helps the page grow and our podcast up the charts like we saw yep. last week um, continuing the top 20 so keep listening to it and keep sharing it it's all helps us and yeah thank you very much and stay loyal. Stay loyal.